All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more.
and trust. When we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, Bravado Babes. It's been a minute, but been we're gone here. for a while. Now I'm back with a jump off. Yes. Goons in the club. Case up. Pop off. <laughs> so how's it going? It's going good. Another day, another dollar. Yes. Here we are. How was your weekend? Here we are. We're off, we're officially in summer. Yeah. I think Sunday was the first day of summer. The 20th. What a summer. <laughs> what a first day of summer. I think it was Saturday now. Saturday yeah, or Saturday. Sunday, one of those Saturday, because Sunday was Father's Day, the 21st. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Girl, how was your why, why did I think today was Tuesday? It definitely ain't Tuesday. I wish. My weekend was really good. Um, What did I do this weekend? <laughs> it was Juneteenth all weekend. Well, Juneteenth. Juneteenth. The weekend Juneteenth. kicked off with Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Friday. Mm-hmm. I was off of work. And... um. Went to a couple of celebrations, <clears throat> excuse me, one in Lamert Park and one in Watts. Both were nice. Ooh, the black people were out looking amazing. The music was going. Mm-hmm. The black chefs were cooking. Mm-hmm. The black owned businesses were businessing. Were thriving. We watched, um, what was that movie we saw? Do the Right Thing. Do Spike the Right Lee's Thing. Do the Right Thing. By Spike Lee. <laughs> um, we got some nice merch from Black Out the Ballot mm-hmm. kids and Kids of Immigrants. Of immigrants. Mm-hmm. We listened to music from Selection. Mm-hmm. It was a nice Juneteenth. This was my first. No, actually, it wasn't. When I used to live in the Bay, every year we would go to the Juneteenth celebration out in Berkeley. And that was a fun ass, black ass time, too. Mm-hmm. But once I moved to L.A., I haven't been to any Juneteenth celebrations. So it's been a good 10 years. It has been a good 10 years, and that's done. Because yeah. it was so good to celebrate like that with all of our black people. And I know that we said that this Juneteenth was going to look different due to everything that we've been going through, the current times, and people We shut out. it down. I saw people at Lake Mary, and it looked like they were having a good damn time. Mm-hmm. Ass was shaking on niggas. Barbecues were mm-hmm. happening. So every Juneteenth needs to look like that. Take off from work if your job doesn't give it off. Yeah, that's what I did. I think I called in last Juneteenth, honestly, truly. Something happened last year. I can't remember. I don't know if I was just off. I might have just called in. But yeah, my weekend started on Thursday. She called in two days. Take what's yours. Ah! Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Yeah, Chloe. Our equipment fell. Hit the flow. Cue the hit the flow. Um, But yeah, so... My weekend started on Saturday. I mean, Saturday on Thursday. Went on a quick little turnaround um, trip to Palm Springs there and back. And then, uh, yeah, I had a good time on Juneteenth on Friday. I, too, was in Lamert Park and in Watts in the good old city of Watts. Yes. <laughs> Play some bones. 
Um, I had some free food. You know what? At the Watts event, there was a free farmer's market, which was just chef's kiss. Yeah, that was nice. Way way to show up for the community. I got some nice produce that I'm planning on juicing this week and also some items to make some salsa. Yeah, so that was really nice. Um, and then Saturday just kind of took it easy. Was Saturday, it I went and stood in line at Ikea, which was actually moving very, very quickly. Mm, good. Um, in Ikea, who I had to get myself out of there. I'm like, get out of here before you spend all the money you done saved in quarantine. Right, a check. I just went to the dentist and then, you know, brought it home. Sunday was Father's Day and we celebrated my, my I was about to call him, about to call him my father-in-law. <laughs> and I do not have a father-in-law yet. <laughs> Claiming. Right. Uh, no. Like little Romeo said, next year, Father's Day, I'm going to be celebrating. I'm going to be a father. Oh, I ain't claiming that one. I ain't trying to give a nigga a But seat. you can celebrate your, having a father-in-law to celebrate. That is the only father-in-law I'm celebrating. Next year, I will be celebrating my father-in-law too. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be legal, but you know, I'm going to be like my Celebrated father. my father-in-law. Right. Uh, yeah, so celebrated my stepdad and just had a good black time. Kept it all in the family. Another day, another. I mean, we always do that shit. So that I, was... too, celebrated Germany's <laughs> stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that was like regular tradition, though, at that point. That was just hanging out on a Sunday. Yeah. Hanging out. So it was fun. It was good to be amongst family. It was good to be amongst friends. It was good to be amongst lovers. This was the first Father's Day that I wish my biological dad a happy Father's Day. Yes. I always wish my stepdad a happy Father's Day. But this was my first time, first Father's Day in 31, 32. Mm -hmm. He's turning 32 this year. In mm -hmm. 32 years that he got something. What did he say? Thank, Thank you. you. Of course. Yeah. We were FaceTiming, so we were just talking about what he was doing. You Usually said happy he... Father's Day? Mm-hmm. Cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah that was father's day and uh you know what i was thinking when i was looking at all the beautiful father's day posts on social media this generation of fathers really has shown up and shown out mm -hmm. and changed the narrative that black men are absent fathers mm -hmm. that has been changed these black fathers have been standing up unless people were lying <laughs> but no, <laughs> the posts were beautiful and the fathers were looking fine as fuck good and p daddies too Good. people's daddies like grown daddies yeah so yeah that was the weekend um new week new tea where we kiki with you and you kiki with we was that it that was it okay because i ain't said it in a minute <laughs> i'm like hold up <laughs> didn't sound right that was it <laughs> so um this portion of our show is where we dish a little tea about things happening currently pop culture in our lives mm -hmm. you know things like that so what do we have Hot tops so, um, so something that I thought was funny, I know we don't get too political here, a little political, but not crazy political. Um, there was a Trump rally that was supposed to be held in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was supposed to be held on Juneteenth, but he- Which was sickening, my nigga, my nigga, in Oklahoma. Yes. Racist ass Oklahoma. So the, yeah, there was a Trump rally on night, on Juneteenth, it was scheduled. Um, but then they changed it to the 20th. He changed it to the 20th after everybody got on his head. Okay, so it was actually on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so that the date is majorly minor. The funny part is they were ranting and raving, the Trump administration, about how many people were coming to this rally and it's going to be a big thing. Record-breaking numbers. They're expecting almost a million people to show up. They even had a jumbotron outside of the venue to be considered as the overflow. You know how we do for church folk. <laughs> you know, you have something set up where people could still watch. The main shebang and then for the people who was late. Yeah, exactly. So they had a jumbotron or for the, the kids. overflow, y'all. And um, there was a prank going on on Twitter 
that tons of people joined in on. Uh, and the idea was to register for the tickets, the free tickets to reserve a spot, but to protest against the uh, rally. So not go register and not go. So they, they're under the impression that all these tickets and seats are being filled. Right. When come the day of only 6,200 people showed up and the venue supposed to hold like supposedly it said 19,000, but they were expecting it had to have been more than that. They were expecting 100,000, right? Yes, they were expecting so many people. And they got shamed. It was like nobody in there. 6,200 people. My thing is, as much as and Donald Trump. And 10 people outside watching a Jumbotron. As much as Donald Trump be having the goddamn Twitter fingers, he should have been tapped in and knew what was going on. That he should have known that people were reserving tickets and not planning to show up because that was all over Twitter, all over Twitter tiktok all over the internet and you know he don't be on that part though well he always wants to hop on twitter and say what the hell he wants to say he needs to be scrolling through and listening that shit is funny and the k-pop stands they've really been showing up and showing out they are so funny (laughs) the same way they um flip that white lives matter hashtag how did they flip the white lives matter hashtag i didn't see that they flipped it by putting um all k-pop shit so when you go oh and but they would hashtag white White lives Lives matter Matter. and it took over the hashtag so white supremacists and like white nationalists weren't able to put up racist got it shit and like you know say things against the solidarity yes say things against the black lives matter movement they took over the whole thing so now when you go on it's all like k-pop shit Mm. so um a lot of people were basically signing up for these tickets and not showing up and it was so funny and nancy pelosi tweeted 6,200 people, that could have been a Zoom meeting. Same energy, but less like coronavirus risk. Mm. I'm like, talk that talk, Nancy. Dead. That is so funny. 6,200 people? Come on. (laughs) That's nothing. That's small talk. That's what I'm so tired of him. So, yeah. Um, You know what? And just to backpedal a little bit about Juneteenth, this brought up to my attention because CNN was on in the break room today and there was a couple of white people in there talking. Oh my um, God. And we were talking about the the um the rally and how Trump called the coronavirus the Kung Flu. And these are people who were pro-Trump when he first was elected. And they were like, I can't believe he's saying things like that now. And Your I'm like, co-workers? Yeah. Or I mean the people who are in the break room? Yeah, they're my co-workers. But I'm like, he's been the same person, y'all. Trauma like you can't believe. Like he incites racism. He's like yes. div- very divisive. So come on. But anyway, so um, I was like, yeah, you know, he even went to hold his stupid ass rally on Juneteenth. And then somebody looked and said, you know, what's Juneteenth? I, I was seeing that everywhere, but I just couldn't figure it out. And I said, did you Google it? Right. She was like, no, I guess I didn't look hard enough, huh? I'm like, I guess you didn't. <laughs> you know, that reminds you me. You motherfucking didn't. That reminds me. Remember last year, and I'm sure I mentioned it on the show, how I shared that I was upset that my coworker came into the group, the mm-hmm. office group chat, and was like, happy Juneteenth, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And it, and I had to school his ass. Yeah. Um, But it's so funny because this year, my job actually sent out an email mm-hmm. and told us that acknowledging Juneteenth for the first time ever. And I'm letting us know that we can take the day off if we want. And I'm like, now you will know. Strides. Period. I'm like, last year I was educating. This year is global. Right. Yeah, yeah, Everybody received an email from corporate Mm -hmm. about acknowledging Juneteenth. Girl, I took it further. On Juneteenth, I sent out an email, happy Juneteenth, to my (laughs) whole office and gave a little bit of information about what Juneteenth is. You will know. (laughs) Right. What Juneteenth is. I'm like, did you fucking Google? Ugh, how lazy i'm right i'm like you know and then i i put it in the context of 
If coronavirus was when coronavirus was first going on and you had no knowledge of what coronavirus was, where were you? We were on the interwebs. Right. We were trying to figure out what the fuck coronavirus was. Where did it or, or like originate? We were watching the documentaries, watching pandemic, watching quarantine. Right. Whatever the fuck that. What was it called? Breakout or out. Breakout. I don't know. Whatever. It was. What the fuck ever. We were watching all the <laughs> movies, trying to prepare ourselves and trying to you know get informed. Right. Reading all the headlines, but you're telling me all the shit that was floating on the internet, on the news, on the everywheres about Juneteenth and you still can't even put two and two together? She didn't want to. That's why I'm like, you didn't Google? Don't tell me, don't tell me I couldn't figure it out. Like it's a fucking Roku puzzle. Juneteenth and it'll pop up right there. Smack dab in your face. I'm like, oh, you didn't Google? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Sicko, bitch. Guess I didn't look hard enough, huh? I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't do enough work. You didn't look at all. You didn't. Lazy. Mm, well, these people know now. They better get familiar. Very familiar. Anywho. Um, so, yeah, what else is going on? Sorry, that was a little rant. Um, the internet went up in flames. Well, the internet has been up in flames. We've been in flames. Yeah, hell. This whole Hand year. basket. But last week, J. Cole dropped a new song, Snow in the Bluff. Mm-hmm. Snow on the Bluff. Have you seen that movie? Was that the one where it was like a gay guy? No. Okay. I don't know what movie. That was Midnight. It was more, <laughs> yeah, Midnight. I love Midnight. By Midnight the way. was a great. What movie. was Snow on the Bluff? Um, it's kind of like a sp- a spoof. It's supposed to look like a documentary about these uh, drug dealing gangbangers who. It's stupid. It's oh, really it's stupid. It's a dumbass movie. I'm sorry if Snow on the Bluff is one of you girls' favorite. It's movie. not worth watching. Fuck no. Okay, well, not in the middle of a a fucking civil uprising. We can be watching all kind of other shit. (laughs) This ain't worth worth wasting your energy on your brain cells. Snow on the bluff is terrible. Well, um, (laughs) unless I'm talking about something different. Well, it seems like the song J Cole song is received the same as the movie that we're talking (laughs) about because J Cole dropped a song called Snow on the Bluff where he was basically talking about all of the Black Lives Matters. discourse and you know things happening and then he made mention of um he was bothered by queen's tone and so people um assumed that he was talking about no name's tone because no name has been holding conversations about the current events on her twitter right she's very active very involved Mm -hmm. um and outspoken about what's going on um via twitter right and um, she had expressed that she was disappointed in some of her peers for not speaking up or out about what's what happening right now. And so she also had tweeted after Jay Song's song had dropped. She cre- she tweeted Queen Tone, basically like nigga. Mm, run it. Copy. I got what you said. So then in turn, she turned around and put out a song. Um, like basically saying, J. Cole, you missed it. You missed the message. Like you're talking about me and my tone, but you still haven't made mention. You're talking you about mark. me. You're talking about me and my tone while you haven't addressed the issue, the the real issue. And while real life is really happening, like why are you focusing on my tone when George Floyd is happening? People are being black. People are being hung from trees and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And um, J. Cole responds to that, and he was like, "All I'm saying is basically." In a nutshell, like respond with love. You're smarter than us. You're smarter than a lot of us. Everybody doesn't enter the activate activism race at the same level. You have more tools than we than I have because he said he don't even read. I'm like, OK, I didn't know he didn't read. I thought J. Cole read. But anyway, I don't even know that nigga. So anyway, he was like, I don't even read. So just, you know, educate us with love, basically. 
And um, today or yesterday, no name was like, she's mad. She She's sorry that she even responded to that. She was responding out of ego. She shouldn't have even responded because that's distracting from what's important right now, which is what we're fighting for. So, mm. J. Cole got dragged. J. Cole got dragged. One, for policing the tone. And then two, he got dragged again when he said he don't even read. Oh, my God. You can't even be transparent and honest. I don't read. Oh, maybe he's saying I don't read, like, casually or, like, leisurely for sport. <laughs> no. I don't think so. You don't think he reads at all? The nigga said, I don't read. <laughs> he didn't say, I don't read casually. I don't read for sport. He says, I don't read. So mm -mm. that means I, I take that as you just don't read at all, whether it's for sport. Usually we are reading for sport. If we ain't in school, we're reading for sport. The nigga ain't enrolled nowhere. So that would be casual off top. I know, which is what I'm saying. Maybe he's like not a reader, like, you know. So exactly. He don't read. Reader. He don't read. He don't read. So when somebody just says they don't read, that just sounds crazy to me. Like, damn, nigga, you don't read. Don't read just seems so general. Like, I don't read. Like, you have to read. You read. You live in this life. You read unless you're illiterate. I think he just mean like he doesn't. He's read. not up on current events and he's not into whatever's going he on. He doesn't read beyond what he has to read to live yeah. life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like I read like I read what my my phone i read yeah. things i want to read but i don't read to like learn more than what i already know mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um girl girl j cole got dragged wow i need to listen to both songs i haven't even listened to the song i said i listened to I got his. the hot takes oh what, what how was it i like j cole you know he's a lyricist so you know he had the, i've never been the a song j. Cole was fan. there the song was there but i understand that the lyrics were what got his ass handed to him so you know how he write he writes very storytelling very poetic very you know story-ish yeah so he was he was serving he was true to j cole now the message was not received hell no and i'm not i don't know no name at all honestly i'm not familiar with her works i know that she's a lyricist but i don't listen to her stuff either I think I've listened to it, you know, like I've listened to a song, but right now it's, a song of hers is not coming to me. But when I read the lyrics, um, she for sure handed J. Cole. She his for, dick and balls <laughs> in a basket. She for sure handed him his things in a basket. Like, nigga, go on to sit your ass down and stop talking to me. Oh, God. Ain't nothing like when a black woman says, stop talking to me. Get yeah. out of my face shit black women be tired and she was like that's basically what i got from her i'm tired of you I'm, don't don't talk about me don't speak up on me <laughs> don't shit. talk about me don't talk about me i have to listen i have to listen so i'll listen and report back what else is happening i think that's it no um james james jamie fox is preparing to play oh. <laughs> the role of mike tyson okay and we already, Jamie Foxx, honestly, I don't think he gets enough. I don't think he gets his flowers enough. Jamie Foxx is an amazing actor. He's a comedian. He's an amazing singer. And he's an amazing comedian. He amazing songwriter as well, in addition to singer. he's also an amazing um, musician. He plays those in that piano. Yeah. Beautifully. So I think we need to give Jamie Foxx. DJ, Fox, won't you play this girl in love song? I used to love that song. I, I love that whole Unpredictable album. Same. She really needs to hear this freaking love song. Who is he dating? Not he Katie was? Holmes anymore. Oh, I don't know who it was post Katie. Did you She's hear that? Um, 
Did you hear that Indyre was dating? Um, okay, wait, what? Who could she be dating? Who is she? Damn, you made me forget. Wow. Well, let me pull it up. I am. Not, she better be dating somebody who's um. Don't you don't dare yeah, stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm just moving this. It's okay. Chris Tucker. No, that no, no, yes. no. What are the odds? Indyre is dating Chris Tucker. I can't see it. What a match, right? Hmm. Well, hopefully, I don't, I don't, I don't see it for They've it. been secretly dating for 13, what, months or what? years? 13 years. What? That's what it says. Are you kidding me? That's what this article says. It says Twitter, I mean, Twitter can't believe Chris Tucker and NDRE have been secretly dating for 13 years. Dating? Y'all should be secretly married. Right. 13 years? My nigga, what? Absolutely not. Listen, I can't date you for 13 years. I will not. Right. No, uh-uh. So she probably sang that song about him. Which one? Because he is the truth. There it is. And he is Chris so real. Is the truth. And I love the way that Chris he makes, makes me feel. And if I'm a yeah. reflection of him, then it must be fly. Because it's not. That is crazy. 13 years, my nigga, we better be married. Ain't no secret no more. We're coming out. Cue the Diana Ross. I'm coming out. Oh, okay. She just got, just in, just in. Breaking okay. news. NDRE tweeted, no, I do not date Chris Tucker. We went on a date or two. Okay. Apparently, that was 13 years ago. I really don't remember. Period. I couldn't see it for them. She she really doesn't strike, strike she me said, as a for, type. For you who love the idea of Chris Tucker and I as a couple, LOL, I feel you. I have a real love story for you. I really do. So she, Shantae's. India's got a man <laughs> at, at home. home, and his name is not Chris. She got a man. So it's not Chris, but she got a real love story. And it hurts me to my heart. So, I can't yeah. it that your man ain't home. <laughs> that was a part of the song? Yes. What, girl? Oh, I, don't, what? I don't remember that. She said, I can't help it that your man ain't at home. That wow. he's creeping on you, cheating on you. <laughs> What? Yes, honey. She said, because Shantae has a man. The shade. I would have been like, hold on, Shantae. Get out of my house. Period. Because remember in the video, all the girls were gathered. I don't, even, the I don't even remember the video, sis, to be quite <sighs> honest. To keep it two versions with oh, you, I do not God. remember the video. Okay. All right. So, okay. yeah, that's the tea this week. Okay. So, in other news, there's some there's some other tea. There's a couple types of tea. The first piece of tea. <laughs> The first brew cup that we brewed. The first tea brewed, that we're brewing up for you is. Ratings and reviews. Yes. Where the fuck have y'all been? I don't know. They haven't been in the ratings and reviews. And yet. I'm thinking it's because we haven't been on your head. We haven't got on your head well, like Nikki Well, we also Wood. didn't have an episode. <laughs> no, but we still came and did an intro. No, no, I'm saying last week we didn't. But we did an intro, beloved. Oh, no, actually no, we, we didn't. No, we didn't, beloved. Okay, well, fuck it then. <laughs> I'm still dragging. Okay, I'm dragging because that means you had two weeks to show up. And yes. you didn't. So I'm on your necks. Yes, we are on your necks. We need you guys to come through with the ratings and the reviews because the ratings and reviews are what helps this show grow. Mm -hmm. Without those, we do not grow. We do not exist. So, oh, you know what? I saw a challenge. I saw a challenge on Twitter that I really want people to get behind. We need to run up listening to the Black Podcast, sharing them yeah. more than we usually do so that the Black Podcast can take over in the Yes. Charts amplifying the black, black voices. voices 
because the white we know that this is a white space podcasting is a white space whether you want to believe it or not we know that y'all black and we're black right and you like listening to your black ass shows right however it is it is different we are dropping a bucket y'all yes a drop in the bucket and the way you do that is by sharing it, convincing more people to listen, going mm-hmm. back and listening to old podcast episodes, yes. sharing old episodes so that we can go up on the charts and pop up. Yes. Please. As charting on Apple Podcasts. So, yes, please um, do that solid for us and other black podcasts that you enjoy listening to. Mm-hmm. So would you like to review read the review of the week? Yeah, well, I found one. Mm, you see that she had to dig. <laughs> I found one. This one comes from Webster Key. She says, y'all are an inspiration. Hey, hey, y'all. I just wanted to let you all know how big of a fan, how big of an, sorry, okay. how big of an inspiration y'all podcast is and how much knowledge I've gained from it. It brings me so much joy that it has changed my mindset on certain views on myself and others. Your candid attitudes have allowed me to believe in myself and start a podcast and blog to inspire other black women as well. So thankful. So thank you, beautiful angels. A very grateful black woman. Thank you. Thank you. We're glad that we could inspire you. Angel. And thank you for taking the time to leave a rating and review and good luck on your podcast and your blog. Yes, we appreciate it. Another way that you can support this show is by joining us over on Patreon. It's lit. Now, what I'm going to say is, like I always say, Patreon is a monetary journey that creators are using. It's a platform that we uh, use to give you more of what you already love. It's a paid platform yes it is right so we give you extra episodes we give you affirmations we give you journal prompts we give you tons of goody bonus extra content and when we're not here codes discount codes and when we're not here we're there so although y'all didn't get nothing this week the girls got two things over on patreon they did so that's just something to consider sometimes you know we give it extra love over there three things because we also met up for our book club meeting that too, our Zoom book book club meeting. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in more intimate conversations and bonus content, then you definitely need to join us over on Patreon. So let's shout out our patrons. And that information is down in the show notes. It goes down. So our patrons that we gained from the past two weeks. Let's get it. Ava. Hey, Ava. Demetria. Hey, Demetria. Kimmy. Hey, Kimmy. 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 Tamutswa. Hey, Tamutswa. Sabrina. Sabrina, what it do? Marla. Hey, Marla. Tiffany. Tiffany. Hi, girl. Hi. Lynette. Hey, Lynette. Rosalind. Rosalind. What's good? And Olivia. I was about to say what's up and what's good. <laughs> Who's the last one? Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Love Welcome to the gang. Thank you all so much for supporting us over on Patreon. We appreciate y'all. We and really love do. y'all. So. so, last week. or No, not last week. If you've been sleeping oh. under a rock. We just re- we just stocked up our store. We did. Over on our website, in <laughs> <laughs> uh, our shop, theblackrubbervato.com on our website. And we have so many things over there now. We have been working to create the perfect little. That's what we've been doing during quarantine. Yeah. We've been uh, creating a, a mood kit. We've been creating a collection mm-hmm. of different grounding Grounding tools and practices that we've been using during the quarantine uh things that we love a few of our favorite things we basically just put them in a a little kit and um bundle it up for you bundle it up for you so we have two um kits available so we have our manifesting mood kit which is basically reaffirming uh you your manifestation practice 
encouraging you to go to inward and go upward yes. and let you know that you can continue to call in things even when it's challenging and just making sure that you are staying grounded during tough times and really during all times. All times. Daily practice. Period. So what comes in the manifesting mood kit? So in the manifesting mood kit, you get our manifesting flower tea blend. Yes. It's organic. Yes. You get a journal a black or bravado signature journal yes which is beautiful so oh that journal love love you get palo santo yes. aromatherapy is really important and mm -hmm. palo santo is great for for um inspiring creative energy mm -hmm. and keeping your space clear and clean mm -hmm. and then you also get our bravado af candle yes which comes with a beautiful wooden wick creates the perfect ambient noise or sound for the end of the day, the start of a day. So, um, and it smells amazing. Piggying back on that aromatherapy thing, like the smell of this candle really just brings me joy. I light it right here on my desk while I'm working from home. And I said today, when I go back to work, that candle's coming. They gonna have to get with it. You could light a candle at work? Yes. I want to try it. Oh, wow. Yes. Everybody will be smelling bravado AF. Get y'all moods right. Love it. And then we also have our what's tea set. Yes. Which includes, you know, we love tea, honey. That's what we do. We love tea we over love here. We love tea. I'm going to have a little tonight. Mm -hmm. In the what's tea set, you get the manifest and flower tea blend. Yes. And you get a glass infuser tea kettle. Yes. Which, I mean, you girls have seen us using ours. And you've been asking where you can get one. So now you can get it all from us. You can get it from us. You can also buy your tea separately if you like. And you can also buy your journal separately if you like. So visit us over there. If you're a patron, we've provided you with a special discount code. Yes. Um, so just to show our our, our appreciation. appreciation for your support. Um, yeah. So hopefully you girls love it. The first sets of orders are going out tomorrow. Yes, Hopefully. thank you so much for all the support we oh received my goodness, so yeah. far. We were overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. And just so y'all know, it's a limited supply of this shit. Mm -hmm. Y'all know how we do over here. We like things to be exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Period. So, yeah. So, there you go. That information is also down in the show notes. It goes down. So, the week before last, we did a rewind. <sighs> we did. Uh, and we rewound um, episode 140. I can't remember which one it originally was. But... Last week, it was 146, which was Shattering the Stigma Therapy in Color with Dr. Jessica Clemens. Um, so we sat down with psychiatrist Jessica, Jessica Clemens. I can't talk. Affectionately known as Dr. Jess to discuss mental health and wellness. Um, just in case you guys don't know who Dr. Jess is, she's Ask Dr. Jess on Instagram. Um, so we basically talked about. Uh, reducing the stigma associated with mental illness, particularly in the black community. We, she educated us on various types of therapy, the role of medication, the role medication might play in your mental wellness journey and helped us identify if therapy might be next in your wellness journey. So hopefully you all listen to that uh, with everything going on right now. It's nice to have uh, episodes that reaffirm that we're all here together and that there's work to be done and that you don't have to be afraid of the work. Yeah, I see. I've seen a lot of people um, with the quarantine and the current events checking back into therapy. Beautiful. We've always been advocates of therapy, but it's become very critical right now to tap into that space. So, yeah, mm -hmm. give it a listen if you haven't already. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. 
But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR 
with the noir twist. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. So this week. Yes. Well, we've been sitting here talking about quarantine and the effects that quarantine have had on us. We've talked about manifesting during quarantine. And um, for what, like three months now? Yes, it's March, March 15th. And things across the country have started to slowly or rapidly shit open back up. Honestly, I didn't think that the phases would go as quickly as they did. I didn't either. I was like, okay, we probably won't be in phase like three or four until August, September. Honestly. It was like one one week was phase two. The next week was phase three. I'm like, okay, shit. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the, the country has been opening up at different times um, recently. Mm-hmm. And so what we've kind of been... What you may have been experiencing or what we've been reading about is like how some people may be having coronavirus anxiety, right? Or feeling some anxious feelings about what life looks like after lockdown and how you can re how how we feel re-entering into society mm. after being quarantined for three damn months. Yeah, away from majority of society. Yes. Kind of kind of crazy. It is. Kinda how have crazy. you been feeling? Um. I haven't been feeling like anxious or having any feelings of kind of despair. 
honestly, I think my experience is a little bit different, not than anybody's. Like, you know, I think there's people who are having various experiences. Mine is more along the lines of I've still been going to work every day. I've still felt like I've been in society. Mm -hmm. Of course, I haven't been able to turn up and function the way I want. So outside of the things that were canceled, the large scale events, nothing in my life really changed to where I was like, damn, I'm greatly impacted by you know, lack of human interaction. Mm -hmm. I was still going to work every day, y'all. Mm. <laughs> um, and and to a degree, I was still socializing. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I was still seeing my close, my close, my family shit. And I only, I don't really have that many friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have, I have homegirls and girlfriends, but you know what I mean. Like my friends that I see all the time were the same friends you that were I was still seeing. seeing. Which was Brittany. Right. She's my main friend that I see all the time. So I was still seeing my homegirl. Uh, I told y'all that I got a boo during quarantine. Mm -hmm. So we were still hanging out. So occasionally we would do things, maybe some small gatherings with his friends. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, just small things. So I was still feeling a tad bit social. Mm -hmm. So I feel you like. You weren't completely. Yeah. I wasn't like comp completely following the Shut strip. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of ready. Uh, of course, with some some safety measures being put in place but i'm like all right let's get it let's get it to whatever capacity we could get it yeah that's safe how are you feeling um i was i have been feeling some kind of like anxious feelings about returning to work only because i've adapted to working from home and i enjoy it mm -hmm. like i enjoy being able to work from home um i do like the social aspect of not working from home and that's not necessarily with my coworkers, but just like being out, seeing people, you know, that portion of being out. Um, but that's really the only part where I felt like kind of anxious. Um, I did go home to visit my family. I hadn't seen them at first. My mom had been telling me to come home, but at first I was apprehensive about going home because I'm like, this was in the beginning of quarantine mm -hmm. when I was taking it more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up going back home for a week and that was nice, like to see my family and my niece who's four months. She was born like at the beginning of quarantine. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like one thing though, like for instance, when we were out at the Juneteenth events, there were a lot of people outside and, um, I'm like, I definitely need to have my mask on because there was a lot of people and some people didn't have on a mask at all. Some people were future in it, mask off. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't even, well, I don't know. I didn't see them with one like around their neck. You know, you got to come up for air sometimes. So it may be down and back up. But I didn't see any, I didn't, some people, I didn't even see them with the mask around their neck. And I'm like, I definitely couldn't be, I'm definitely not that comfortable to where I'm not going to have on a mask at all. No, yeah, yeah, no, not that comfy. Yeah, like I got to at least have my armor. Yeah, with, the full armor of God. I got my armor. With. I need the blood of Jesus and the armor across my face. But that was just, um, but to answer the question, like I've been feeling like pretty cool about like going. Ready. Back, yeah, going back because I definitely went into the stores as soon as they opened and spent a couple of checks. Yeah, see, I haven't. Because I haven't, I haven't been shopping I haven't like really. had the urge to go to the malls or, you know, like actually go out. But that's just probably because I don't need nothing yet. But there, there wouldn't be anything stopping me. Coronavirus isn't stopping me rather. It's just my desire to go. 
I don't have a need. You know what I mean? Right. But some people are like, I'm not going yet. I'm going to let, uh, I don't really want to. Yeah, I went to Nordstrom Rack because they had an amazing sale. Oh, yeah, I did go to Nordstrom Rack. And I went to, um, I went to Ikea. Those are where I went and I spent two checks. Because you had a desire to shop. Because I wanted to take advantage of the Nordstrom Rack sale. Mm-hmm. And I needed. um Shit for your home. I needed some stuff from Ikea. So, yeah. Um, I re- I like that. I liked feeling like, oh yeah, I get to come out and um look like feel the clothes and try them. Well, mm-hmm. you can't try the shit on, but you now know. that was sick. You cannot try the clothes on. Sickening. But um, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Back to the Juneteenth thing. It's interesting to see like how people, when you do go out into society, you can see how people um feel differently about, I guess, the severity or the um need to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And I, I relate that back to how I guess they feel about the virus in general, because if you're not wearing a mask at all, I'm assuming that you don't think that it's a real threat, especially when you're in large crowds of people. Yeah. And if you are wearing a mask, then it's like if you are wearing a mask and you're out, you do know that it's a threat, but you're still willing to go outside. Yeah. And then there's the people who do not go outside at all, who are in their house and who thinks even if you do have a mask on, you're crazy for being outside. Like they wouldn't be outside at all, mask or not. It's mm-hmm. not the time to be outside. Yeah. I think it's even amazing. though things are opening up. So um in lieu of preparation or preparing for this episode, um, we were like listening to I I guess articles and other what do you call it? journals and things like that, reading things about shit, what it looks like after you come out of lockdown, right? So I think that a big, a big part of this is that initially there was so much information about what it looks like to be quarantined, right? We had an influx of information saying, stay home. It was strict. They're like, don't go out. Don't go to the grocery store unless you have to stay in your house being, you know, we had very, very strict guidelines. And now with the reopening of things, it's not as strict. It's kind of like no communication or, or very ambiguous communication. It's like, these are the things that are opening. Did, 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 did. And these yeah. are the measures that we're putting in place. Did, 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 did. But it's really not like um, as intensely communicated as the restrictions. So now yeah. we're kind of left to our own guise of what's what we could do and what we can't do. Right. It's very much so more subjective. So speaking to that, when we're out at Juneteenth in June at the Juneteenth events, People are deciding, like, I don't need a mask. Right. And collectively, I guess we decided it was all over. You know, like a couple of weeks ago, people were like, well, people we decided said after it's over. The protest. We're, it's over. You know? Right. And I didn't decide that it was over. No, but I, I'm just saying, I think overall, socially, people are creating their own rules at this point. Yes. What they're cool with or what they're not cool with is right. very much so subjective. Right. It is. It's definitely a subjective. You get to decide what's worth going out for. Right. So for mm-hmm. one person, it might look like the protests are worth going out for, mm-hmm. but it's not worth going out for shopping. a gathering or shopping. And then there's some people who may think like it's perfectly OK to go go out for a small gathering or shopping, but it's not OK to go out for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, like you said, it's subjective. We get to decide what's worth going out for and what's not going out for worth going out for because we are no longer receiving the general instruction that don't go out at all. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And and with that, there's like this spectrum of of, I guess, intensity related to like the way you're feeling. Some people are 
I'm not saying y'all are being overdramatic. I'm just saying that it just can be... Just in general. The, yeah, on the spectrum, there are people. Who are very, very extremely cautious and overly dramatic or very um, concerned. Extreme. And then there's people who are very... Can be seen as insensitive. Like, they don't care at all. They don't think it's a threat. Um, you know, people are yelling at each other on the internet. You're not wearing your fucking mask. Put your fucking mask on. Yeah, you know what I've seen on the internet? Oh, I've, seen people, I've seen people... I've seen people... Who have decided not that they do not feel comfortable going out and interacting, even yeah. though things are opening up. Mm-hmm. I've seen them telling others or writing, typing, whatever, tweeting, or whatever. Um, the virus ain't over. Y'all need to get in the goddamn house. Da, da, da. Like, first of all, no, you decide <laughs> what is good for you. Right. It's not your place to tell other people what they want to do mm-hmm. because the reality is things are open and people are able to go out. They're doing things that they're able to do. Yeah. So I don't think that it's the place of someone who feels like they do not want to go out and participate in the participate in whatever um, to tell other people what they need to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you just have to do what's your what's in your control what's period, and what you feel you. like is safe for you and your family or whoever else you're going to be interacting with because we can't control other people right but that's because we've only been getting like abstinence messaging we have that's how it started off and i feel like after that yeah we didn't get no more messaging no the abstinence (laughs) only is like stay in the house do not go out if you go out you will get sick yes that's the only messaging that we received for six for for three months imagine that right it makes it fearful yeah. You create fear around people. So then when it's time to go out again, we have to shift our fucking paradigm, our perspective. And it's hard to do that. To say, okay, yeah, I think there's an alternative option. I think we can go out, do what we have to do, and there be low risk. Some people are like, yeah, no, there's risk associated, and I cannot go out. It's really black and white. It's like, if you stay in the house, mm-hmm. you're not at risk. Yeah. If you go out, you're going to get coronavirus. Right. It's like that thought process mm-hmm. is versus there are some places that you can go out that are lower risk. Yeah. And there's some places that you can go out that are higher risk. Mm-hmm. But it's not if you go out, you're automatically going to get coronavirus. coronavirus. Yeah. You know, and so that's up to you to use your own discernment and judgment to decide what is worth it and what is low risk, high risk for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Yeah. And, and when you're kind of making that assessment, uh, you can decide, this is just, you know, off the rip. Um, you can consider where you live. Yeah. Right. Where the corona outbe- coronavirus outbreak is, um, how it's affecting your area, how it affects you personally, your health, if you are fucking uh, compromised. And you know, compromised. Yeah. yeah. And if the people who you interact with daily will be compromised. That also determines your risk, not only where you're going, but how it will impact you. And the people that you'll be around. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was reading this article um, about by, um, what's her name? I have here, Rhonda Edgerton. Mm-hmm. She talked about post-isolation syndrome. Mm-hmm which a lot of people may experience. And basically that's when um, you have nervousness or anxiety or worry about reintegrating back into society. And a lot of us may find ourselves filled with dread and reluctance to go back to work or leave your home. Like I know a lot when I was talking to um, some people from work, when I was talking to my manager, she was saying that 
yeah, they're thinking that a lot of people are going to be retiring early and a lot of people are going to decide that they just don't want to go back to work at all. One, because like of comfort and they've adapted. But two, because people really do not want to go back to work because of the the fear of risk of contracting coronavirus. And um, the article was also saying that a lot of people may have to go to therapy or speak with a mental health professional because of this syndrome. The feelings of anxiety can become overwhelming. Yeah. I can see that. And I don't want to be somebody who's insensitive. I know that my, my, I'm probably on the more liberal end of the spectrum. I know that this shit is real. Like I see it. I work in the hospital, but I think like me personally, you know what I mean? I feel like, okay. I, I, people were going to get it. When the shit first hit the fan, they was like, dog, majority of Californians are going to have this shit. It's not going to be the same. Everybody's not going to experience it the same, but I'm sure I got, I told y'all I had this shit already. Here she go. I'm telling y'all, I was real sick. Y'all know it. Y'all remember. Y'all have to remember. So I feel like maybe I ha- I'm i a little more desensitized. I'm on the spec- on the end of the spectrum where, um, I think I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the middle. Smack to- dab. Yeah, I think I'm in the middle of the spectrum to where I acknowledge that there is a risk, right? Of I know course. that it's real. Mm-hmm. and um, that is thriving, you know? I'm not there. The shit don't exist. I, I can't get affected. I know that I can get affected. I can. I am at risk. Um, And, like, you know, when I was out, I did have the thought when I was out, like, why these people don't have on no mask? And I made the decision to go get tested for the antibodies, the coronavirus antibodies, just for my peace of mind, because I have been all over the place. I went... Like I just said, I went home. I went to the Juneteenth Festival. And I went to um, a couple of protests. So um, on Friday, I'm getting tested for the antibodies. But I'm not on the end of the spectrum where I'm not doing anything. I, I'm not over there. I am not over there. I'm nowhere near over there because I'm going to do stuff. But things within reason. So will you keep getting, will you continue to get tested? Say it comes back and it's like, Brittany, you don't have, you, you, you're not positive and you don't have the antibodies. It depends on what I do. If I, if I engage in activities that make me feel like I need to be tested, yes, I will go get another test without a problem. <laughs> Even if you're not having symptoms. Even oh, because you want to make sure that you're not spreading coronavirus. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's make sure I'm not spreading. The raw dick. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> Looking okay. out for other people. Too. Yeah. yeah. Because definitely. I might not have symptoms, but I can spread it to somebody who may experience symptoms. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And it's super easy to go get a test if you want one. You just make it one online, go online, you p- pick your location and yeah, pull up on them. Pull up, pop out, air out. So with the post-isolation sh- syndrome, if you feel like you may have some nervousness or anxiety about reintegrating into society or maybe a family member or friend who's expressed to you like they're nervous. Um, Rhonda shared some good tips or coping mechanisms to deal with it. So the first one is control. Like we said earlier, focus on what you can control versus what you can't. So for example, you can wear a mask when you leave your home and bring your hand sanitizer. Also, if you need to make some rearrangements at work, I know a lot of people have been ordered back to work. Hopefully they're practicing social distancing, rearranging the desk, putting up barriers, hand sanitizer machines, things like that. Just make some action steps so that that will help you feel safer and more secure when you're outside of your home. Because yeah. being inside, being locked inside of the home 
24-7 is just not realistic for some people. It's not. Um, the second step, second thing you can do is clarify. So we're integrating back into society. So before you see your friends, your families, your coworkers, if you're returning back to work, just be clear with yourself um, and other people about what your boundaries are. So let them know uh, how often or in what context you feel comfortable seeing them. If it's, I'm cool seeing y'all once a month, I'm cool seeing y'all once a week. You know, if you don't want to hug, you want to bump elbows. If, you know, whatever that looks like for you, Make a decision and then communicate it so that everybody knows where everybody stands. Right. When you pull up at the house, like, hey, we're not kissing. Or don't invite me to the house. You know, yeah, that I don't too. feel comfortable coming out like it's no tea, no shade towards you. Don't invite don't, me to the function. You don't have to extend the invite to me because I won't be coming. I'll be home all year long. Yeah. Like, don't invite me. Yeah. Um, The next step is calm. Mm-hmm. Before you leave the house. If you're feeling anxious, do some deep breathing, breathing exercises to help reduce your anxiety level. Um, deep breathing is also important because it helps you reduce your blood pressure and creates a sense of calm. Love so it. if you feel like if you have to do something essential, like going to the store or um, you got to send your kids to school or whatever you got to do, you know, get your zen right. And then go. Maybe drink you a cup of the organic manifesting flower tea blend. Mm-hmm. That's it. And yeah happen so lastly choose right this is all up to you you can choose your pace all because society and the counties are opening back up and the, they're moving fast with these phases like we said you can choose your own pace if you don't fully feel comfortable getting your nails done although mine are raggedy don't go to the nail shop right you know what i mean if you don't feel comfortable going to the gym yet don't go the gyms opened up last week and i haven't still haven't gone so um you know take your time Go at your own pace if it's better for you to go into um, go outside in short amount of time um, versus just jumping right in. To your normal flow. Yeah, do that. Maybe you have to go back to work. If you take public transportation, maybe you make a decision, hey, I'm driving. Yeah. That's what I feel comfortable with. I can drive myself there and that feels good to me. Um, you know, whatever that looks like for you. That's also about the communicating. Communicate with yourself. Have a real conversation. What do you feel comfortable with? What makes you feel peaceful? And how can you go back into society and thrive? Because this is a new normal for us. And we're social people, y'all. I know that some of us are introverted and some of us are more extroverted than others. But it's in our human nature to connect with people and to experience one another. So when we don't have it, we feel lost. We feel disoriented. We feel sometimes depressed or down because we have to connect like that. So, um... Don't deny yourself that either, you know, if you're desiring it. Just decide what's what's comfy for you. I think the pace is important, too, because um, although we are, some people are introverts and some people are extroverted, we've gotten used to this mm-hmm. new normal, right? And so the way we were shocked and shaken up when we were abruptly thrown into quarantine, it's going to be the same when you're going back into um normalcy because we've gotten acquainted here right it's become kind of comfortable and so if you just jump dive back into your normal activities you may experience the same kind of shock instead of like pacing yourself and gradually reintegrating back into society to kind of take the edge off a little bit because even though we want to like be around our people and do everything that we used to do doing it all at once abruptly after having this different kind of life may cause some harm too so yeah. That's why the pace is important. And when we're talking about pace, everybody has their own pace. Shit. 
So just worry about your pace and try not to be so judgmental or critical about somebody else's pace. What you see other people doing online. Yeah. Y'all shouldn't be gathering. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like you You just decide not to gather or throw gathering. You decide to stay home. Yeah. That's what you do. Period. And pay the business that minds you or whatever the shit it is. Mind the business that pays you. Don't pay it, girl. Get paid for it. Mind it, pay it. Mind the business that pays. Whatever they say, do that. Mind your own goddamn business is Mind what I'm saying. Business. When they came, when they had said, when they had came out saying that the worldwide health, I forgot what the organization was, but one of them mm-hmm. people saying that, um, if you're a symptomatic, a symptomatic, the chances of you spreading it is very low. The if internet you're went, symptomatic? No, if you're asymptomatic. asymptomatic. Yeah. Oh, asymptomatic. Then, I'm like, if you're symptomatic. No, no, no. Okay. If you don't have any symptoms, mm-hmm. the chances of you passing it is very very low people are like why were we in people our house went up in flames like you mean to tell me we've been goddamn quarantined for no reason yeah now reality is we don't really know this virus this virus is new and people are trying to figure out what the fuck it is and how the fuck to handle it yeah so yeah um that's that on that we understand that um getting back into sight to sight to society shit may be harder for some so Take do what it you easy. gotta do. Do what you gotta do to do what it do. So now it is time to pick up your pen. We're dropping a gym. So it's been a minute. To Long speak. time, no fucking see y'all. But we're here now. Hey. And um, quarantine has caused some new gyms to fall in our lap. Mm-hmm. So I know you guys have been seeing all over the internet that a lot of people have decided to start getting plants. Plant moms and plant poppies have emerged on the internet. And um, I got a couple, Germany. Yeah, I've had a couple. Yeah. Got, I've added some more to We've my We've gotten some plants, but the reason why I didn't have plants before is because the plants that I had, I killed them. Mm. They died mm. right under my watch. And so um, because it's 2020, we now have little pocket gardener apps. And this one app that I found, actually my sister found it and shared it with me. It's called Planta, Never Kill a Plant Again. Mm-hmm. Great <laughs> tagline. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's so cool because basically you can identify the plant by taking a picture of it. I have forgot what my plant was, what kind of plant I had after I left the nursery. And so I just took a picture of it and it automatically told me this is a dumb cane plant. Then it tells you like how often you need to water it and it sends you a reminder. Yeah. It also gives you like step by step care for the plant. And if you want to go to the premium subscription, It'll let you know, like, exactly what's wrong with the plant if you take a picture of a leaf or if you take a picture of the soil or if you take a picture of, like, the type of mite or termite that might be on there. It'll tell you what it is and, like, how to fix it or what to put on it to get rid of it. And um, most of the features are free, which is why I like this app. And it's called P-L- It's called Planta, spelled P-L-A-N-T-A. And I, I think it's available for Androids, but it's for sure available for iPhones. So if you got some plants and you don't want to kill them, highly recommend it. Yay. Okay. So. Was that it? Yeah. Goody. You know what I was going to share with you guys? In case you're struggling with your sleep during this quarantine or if you find yourself being anxious or having a difficult time, difficulty time resting, my deep sleep sounds. Mm. This is a good one. Might as well share it. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We haven't shared no gems in a while. It's a two for one. Right. So if you are on Spotify, but they're also one for Apple Music. Did you try them for Apple Music? I did, but it was a rough night, so it didn't matter. Chloe was. I, okay, Chloe try the one having, for Apple Music. Chloe tonight. was having a You know, oh, that's the thing that I wanted to say. 
I did try the one for Apple Music, but I felt like the sounds were a little too jarring for me. You know, oh. the ones on Spotify were a little Peaceful. more soothing and like subtle kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Apple ones were kind of like I couldn't even get into a sleep. Okay, but okay. So this is the thing, really quickly. So um, in Spotify, the playlist is called Deep Sleep. Uh, it's soothing, minimalist, ambient, soothing, minimalist, ambient for deep sleep. They should put ambient sounds for deep sleep. So um, this playlist is like almost 11 hours, which is great because I just let my shit go and I don't even put a timer on it or nothing. I wake up and the shit still be going. Okay. So my question for you was, do you have your phone turned up the volume up? Um, Not to, ma to max. You have it even lower than middle? Well, with the Apple one, I had to because oh, okay. it that's was, what I was too wondering. loud. Like, okay. you know, the sounds were too loud. Yeah, that's And, you know, code. I really like the Spotify one. What I will say for the Spotify one is you should, it works great if you have a, a subscription. subscription. If you don't, it'll be interrupted by ads. And every time an ad came on, I was up. Really? Not every time, but, you know, like once you get to the part of your sleep where you're going to be waking up soon, mm -hmm. like you wake up a little, you're not in the REM sleep. Right, right. And right. so... Like from four to the time I woke up, I was hearing the ads. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm, but y'all, this is my girl. This is how it starts. This is a sample. <laughs> Honey. So yeah, you just let this take you away. As soon as I put that on, I know my, my mind and my body are ready. It's like my nervous system understands, oh, we're going to bed. Mm. I put this on every night. I don't skip a beat with this. Every night? Every single night. Okay. Even when my boo-boo is there. I'm okay, like, get ready for the, the joint, sleep. <laughs> the joint. Get ready for your sleep sounds. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Something and he put me to sleep. I mean, that too. <laughs> that too. Is that and I'm then the sleep I'm going to put you to bed. <laughs> that and then the sleep sounds. Okay. okay the combo. Combo. Okay. One, two. But... He even has started using these on his own. He's like, sleep sounds are bae. I'm like, Usually See? I just go to sleep easily. I don't need no sound. But when I'm having like a, a rough, rough night. night or it's harder for me to go to sleep for whatever reason, then that's when I call on the sleep sounds. Mm, man, I have to use these every night. I just feel like it, it improves my sleep. Got it. So I can go to bed, but this improves. And even let me tell y'all this, because now I done gone on a rant. Right. When I'm taking a nap at work, <laughs> this sleep sounds good. <laughs> The sleep sounds come that on. That seems like it might put you in too deep of a sleep. How, Honey, late, how long are your naps? Like 10, 15 minutes. Hell no. Don't put no sound What? On. No, no, no. It's perfect. 10, 15 minutes. I said a timer too, mamita. I My know, but you know, you'd be feeling like, I need to stay asleep. Uh, 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 I know where I'm at. Okay. I'm like, ah. So yeah, y'all try those out. Let me know if y'all love them. It's on Spotify. It's called Deep Sleep. Okay. So yeah. <sighs> Listen to those it. if you got to go back to work and you anxious. <laughs> Deep yeah. sleep sounds. Try them out. So, um, yeah, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. Make sure you share it. Share it, yes. Tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl to tell a homegirl. I haven't said that in forever. Right. So do it. So do that. <laughs> and, and we'll um, see y'all next week. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.